All right, on tonight's episode of Top 5, we got a good one. We're listing our top five favorite Saturday Night Live skits. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Gumby, damn it. <laughs> and of course, back by popular demand, you know him as the doctor. Ernie calls him the monster. He's back. No Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, if if you haven't guessed it by now, if you haven't seen the very intro of our show, we're doing our top five Saturday Night Live skits. This was a fun one to kind of re reminisce. There's a gazillion skits. I hope we don't have any repeats because there's so many that I don't remember that I know I love that I just couldn't think of when I was thinking about, you know, doing this episode. What about you guys? I um I, I had trouble with this. This is not my uh this is not my uh wheelhouse to be honest with you. Are you not a Saturday Night Live fan? I I guess not. Yeah, I was never re a religious watcher, but I mean, I've watched it over the years, of course, and even more so seen clips of, of these amazing, some of the amazing uh, skits. What about you, Doc? I got away, I got away from it over the last, because uh, of the election bullshit. Um, I'm a registered independent, just for the record, best man for the job. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you watch comedy and comedy becomes politicized, you know, it's like sports or entertainment, you watch things to get away from things. You don't want to be reminded of how fucked up things are, you know? So on a daily basis, it's, it's enough you're force-fed it every day. So I, I got away from it for the last, like, uh, four years, five years, and so forth. And But, um, yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. It was... I grew up as a kid in the 70s. I, I know Joey probably started watching it in the 90s. But um, <laughs> but when I was when I was a little kid... I, there's a lot of things I'd like to talk, like touch base real quick on that I had a hard time with this topic. They were so cool, the original cast. That was a culture changing thing. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it wasn't, none of the original stuff is on my top five. It's just not. I, I never split a gut. Maybe one here and there of the original stuff, but they were a different entity. They yeah. were like kids when they first started off. Started off really cool, and then just became lame. So, sorry, Joe, with the kiss reference. No, but, but no, but I agree with you. I know what you're saying. It was so different at the time and culturally uh, uh, groundbreaking. 
but I don't know if some of the early stuff holds up. Of course, all the people on the early ones right. went on to incredible, incredible things. Belushi and Aykroyd and, and Bill Murray cool. and Chevy Chase and all these people. But I do agree, looking back, I have one skit from the old, old ones, but yeah, I you know, again, it could just be time too that I forget about the, some of the stuff that I love. That's why I like doing this episode. I want to hear some of your thoughts and some of the stuff that I forgot. But yeah, over the years, I feel like some of the, definitely the newer stuff. And when I say newer, like you said, 90s-ish, that's the stuff I started gravitating towards. What about you, Aaron? Well, uh, this was Saturday nights, 1130 to 1 a.m. Do you really think Tommy was going to allow me to sit at home on Saturday <laughs> at 11.30. Look at him shaking his head. Look, right under the bus. The monster, the poor monster. You know what? Let him keep doing it because you're going to start getting the sympathy vote. I don't think so. I don't either. <laughs> no, no sympathy for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly said. But before we get into this great show, you know, we got to play. The infamous, the world-renowned, Monster. What are you drinking tonight? I've been in work since yesterday morning at 3.30 in the morning. Went to my second job, worked midnight last night to 2 o'clock this morning. So that's why I wanted to hopefully make this happen earlier. But because of ice in my driveway when I pulled up, it didn't happen. But uh, I went for my comfort zone. Once again, Uh the crown. Ooh, the apple again. Nice I got to try it. I haven't tried it yet. My softball team calls it apple juice when you add a little ginger ale to it. Splash. <laughs> the, Ern, the softball team. He said he has softball this week. It's it's the middle of January. Yeah. It's and now, now, it's we know, now we know what they're doing at the softball games, drinking their apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> we, sit in, we sit in a giant dome so the whites can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> no game being played. They just sit in their dugouts and, and drink their apple juice. You know, there's a there's a missile defense system called the Iron Dome. <laughs> this is just a blob dome. It's a wife a wife defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got a, a little bit more of my uh, basil Hayden tonight. A little bourbon. Again. Yeah, it's, I got to tell you, I'm not a big bourbon guy, but this is really good. Again, when I think of bourbon, bourbon? I think uh, yeah, it's bourbon. When I think of bourbon, I always think of Jack. But Jack is, yeah. you know, a different kind of bourbon. This is not bad. This is pretty good. Well, and if you if you get if you get into an argument in a bar between bourbon, whiskey, and I'm forgetting something else, it depends on where it's made in the country. Yeah, of course, right. It's all the same stuff. It, it, it used to be an argument before there was Google and, and, and rye. Got- Rise, Canada. Rye, sure. I, and I and Rye. I got to tell you, Doc, I don't know if you've been there lately, but, and people really are considering me, you know, going off the deep end this time. I got to tell you, I, what I've been gravitating towards lately is sh- just neat. No ice, nothing. Just neat. I feel like even the ice now, you know, <laughs> again, I don't know if my taste buds are just going. The ice even takes away from the flavor of the of the whiskey now. I want it. I want it warm and I want it neat. I got it. You know, it's kind of funny because I start off with neat. Now I start off with ice and then I get sloppy as this whole thing was not. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but so you're still with the ice? Yeah, I don't know. Not always. I still I'll have ice every once in a while. But well, this I, is I, apple, not bourbon. My uh, sister bought me those rocks. Do you oh ever get yeah, them? yeah. I I don't know if a freezer's cold enough, but it's it's yeah. It, I, I mean, it makes, I, it, it makes it it makes it it chills it a little bit. I get I it. You, you, you don't want to water it down. I understand. I get it. But a lot yeah. of people, listen, I, I don't understand ordering whiskey with a splash of water. Makes no sense to me. You know, right. but Agreed. yeah. Anyway, Ernie, what are you drinking? We got Pepto Bismol. What do we got with the last time I think we had the NyQuil? And Ernie, that's why we were off last week. Ernie was sleeping. He was like Rumble Stillskin. He was sleeping. Not that, no, that's not Rumble Stillskin. Who's, who's the one that sleeps? Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm Joey, Joey, I was completely good on that one. Rip Van Winkle, he was sleeping throughout the holidays, so we had to take a week off. What do you got tonight? Well, this is a French vanilla tea, but because it's late, I'm decaffeinated. I, I, listen, I get it. Can can you and not to divulge what's going on down below there, Ernie? If you know what I mean, but can you can we can we talk about what 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 are you sitting on right now? I'm sitting on a donut. That's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> what, what what kind of donut? What do you mean, like a like a like a Krispy Kreme? What are we talking here? It's a type of pillow. Why would you be sitting on a type of pillow, Ernie? No comment. Snaps. <laughs> oh, the doctor knows. The doctors had the, the doctors Been had the there. ass surgery. Been there. They removed my tonsils through my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got asteroids. Uh, got the asteroids. <laughs> Ernie, oh. I don't wish that shit on no one. The surgeon came in the room. My wife said I came, I was wheeled out of the elevator. I was under the anesthesia and I it was Still had tears in my eyes, and my eyes were closed. Oh, man. I'm writing in pain. And then the surgeon walked in and goes, Mr. Snyder, I'm really sorry. I just stared at him like, did you accidentally remove a lung? Or when you were we in had to work? remove your whole anus. Oh, my God. Forget it. Whew. All right. Good way to start the show. A little butt talk. Always fun. <laughs> so we're, we're Talking tonight. Shit. Talking shit tonight. But, but, but hurt. <laughs> we'll listen our favorite Saturday Night Live skits. I can't wait. I, I, I'm praying we don't have any doubles. I'm assuming we're going to have a couple, but let's start off, well, Doctor. What do you got? Classic. Number five. Who are we going? What? Did you say me? Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Um, Stefan, Bill Hader. This upper lower side hotspot is the creation of Italian reggae singer Rasta Primavera. <laughs> Opened in 2017 on the Upper East Side of a dumpster. <laughs> Built on a dare by 90-year-old club promoter Fuji Hauser MD. I don't remember. Tell tell me the skit. He he's a gothic club promoter. And he appears on the news station as a guest. And I have to be honest with Bill Hader is, is, is to me, and it, this is very, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say when you say, say stuff like this when you're talking about SNL. But I say top seven all time. He, he's, just, he's just fucking great. But he goes out there and is gothic. He's a young guy, club promoter. And he starts going off on um, wacky shit that you find in these, uh, you know, raves. 
that he's got going on, but he's fed, he's fed these cue cards as he's speaking. So he doesn't even know what he's going to read. So it's, it's a fucking, it's hysterical. And I think a lot of people watching this know Bill Hader as Stefan. He is, I'm telling you, once you watch this once, you'll watch every skit, every, everything he did on the news, because they talk about, he talks about midgets being carrying like uh, midget games and these dark raves. He's really dark. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. It's just funny. I don't, I don't remember it at all. Again, you know, I say it every week. I know I do repeat myself constantly. That's why I love doing the show. I love trying to remember and reminisce about stuff that, that, that my brain just doesn't remember. I, I, I'm sure I've seen it before, I, but I can't place it. I, I want to go back, you know, when I edit the show and I put clips of this stuff in, I can't wait to see it. I want to see it. Do you remember no, this, Aaron? He rules. No, I know Bill Hader, though. Yeah, I mean, he I was, I mean, just in general on Saturday night, he was, he's great. Yeah. He's nuts, yeah. All right, Aaron. He's in my two. He's in my two. Good Top start. Five. What do you got? All right, my number five, uh, Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. Oh, a tuna salad sandwich and an order of French fries, please. No, no tuna. You're out of tuna? No tuna. Cheeseburger? Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. We got it all day. We ain't got it all day. Okay, we got to turn it over. Turn it over. Okay, what are you going to have? Uh, I think I'll have grilled cheese and a Coke. Uh, grilled cheese? No, I'm going to have cheese. No grilled cheese. Uh, cheeseburger and a Coke. Uh, no Coke. Uh, Pepsi. Okay, uh, Pepsi and French fries. No fries, cheap. Okay, cheap. One cheeseburger, one Pepsi, one cheap. Cheeseburger. Pepsi, cheap. Oh, yeah. So if I remember, that was like, it was like a, uh, what was the name of the diner? It was like a Greek diner, right? Oh, the God, Luke knew it. Luke oh. just told me tonight. What was it, Ern? The Olymp Olympia. Yes. Olympia. The Olympia Cafe. And that's only because I, I actually watched it a little while ago, trying to figure this crap out. But uh, I would never have remembered the name. Like I gotta admit that. I think that was the last time you watched Saturday Night Live. Describe the scene. Obviously, I I know it. This is one of the ones I, I remember very very clearly. Well, they're uh, they're immigrants and they're all from different countries. So I get the feeling that they don't speak the same language. They only know a couple of words, and the guy making the cheeseburgers doesn't know the numbers. So instead of three cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. They have to say that because they, <laughs> I, that's that's the impression I get of the episode, and um, it's it they keep it keeps saying shouting cheeseburger back and forth. It's no and no, no Coke. Coke Pepsi, no right. Coke Pepsi. I'll take a Coke. I'll take a Coke and a cheese. No, no, no Coke Pepsi. And <laughs> if I and if I remember correctly, Belushi's like the the guy who's taking the orders, like the, almost the waiter, and Dan is it Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray yeah, cooking the cheeseburgers. I think Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, they're, they're both back there. I mean, listen, you put those three guys on anything. Uh, how could it not be funny? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's amazing. I mean, I, I didn't even—I don't even remember the skit, but you know, Dan Aykroyd's in there. If there's a straight man going cheeseburger, cheeseburger, sweetheart, no Pepsi, Coke, you know it's Dan Aykroyd, right? With the quick, the quick lines, you know, because <laughs> he was always great like that. Oh, I mean, it, again, classic, obviously. Everyone knows that one. I, I think anyway. I remember it. I, I you know, we, as kids, you know, this is late seventies. I, I think this is early on in Saturday Night Live. But I remember even as kids, 
No Coke, Pepsi. Oh, you know, you say it all the time. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Great start. All right. Funny. Was... What were you going to say? No, I said this is the first episode where I didn't break it down into like 70s, 80s, 90s, and one from each thing. I'm all loaded in one era. So. Yeah, I'm going to, my first is going to start, which is my, really my only early, early, uh, skit as well this and, and again it's not you know i didn't want to just constantly do research on these and then find this kind of funny skits i wanted to first think of the ones that i always remember and one of the ones i always remember because i'm a big star trek fan there was a skit where they reenact star trek they just stepped out from behind the curtains describe them doctor well there are two of them humanoid in appearance they're bipeds and uh they have sort of grab clothing, except that around the neck of the leader is a brightly colored piece of cloth. Is there anything else odd about their clothing? I'm a doctor, not a tailor, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, there was something strange. They, they spoke English. They spoke English, Jim. They'll be here in seconds. I can hear them coming up the turbo lift. We've got to do something. All right. And we'll be ready for them. I'm Captain James C. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, representing the United Federation of Planets. Hi, I'm Herb Goodman, head of programming for the network. Stand back. I will not hesitate to shoot. Uh, can I have your attention, please? Please, I need some attention. Curtis, will you uh, turn the sound effects down? I'd like everybody's attention, please. I have a, an announcement to make. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, due to the low Nielsen ratings, we at NBC have decided to, unfortunately, cancel Star Trek. Fire my command. <laughs> On your way out, you can uh, pass the cashier's desk and pick up your checks. Set pages is done. Fire. Nothing's happening, Jim. I can't understand it. Oh, and look, boys, you do me a favor and return these things to the property department, okay? Try kill. They're still not working, Jim. They're still not working. Most peculiar, Captain. I can only assume that they possess some sort of weapons deactivator, in which case I shall merely render him unconscious with my famous Vulcan nerve pinch. Of course, if it was up to me, you could keep them, uh, give them away as souvenirs to the kids, whatever, but we're planning to uh, market a complete line for merchandising. And, uh, the, uh, oh, that's, uh... Belushi is Kirk, <laughs> Chevy Chase is Spock, and Dan Aykroyd is McCoy. And it, it's just, it, it's so straight. That's what makes it funny. Like you, you're, you're looking for them to start becoming, you know, these Belushi and Aykroyd and Chase, and they never become them. They stay in character. And by the end of the skit, the, you know, the, the owner of NBC walks onto the, onto the frame is like, listen, guys, we're sorry. You know, we're, we're canceled. And, uh, and Belushi's like, well, what do you mean by canceled? You know, and he's still he's still in character and they hold character the whole way. They're removing uh, the set and, you know, they're, they're taking all the props away and they Spock is staying. Chevy Chase's Spock is staying in character. They remove his ears and, he, and you know, Belushi starts screaming, you know, about Spock's ears coming off. It's just funny because you don't expect them to stay in character. And they literally play out a full scene of Star Trek. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I missed I missed it. I, I I didn't have much time to prep this one up. I was on my way home. You guys came up with this, but uh oh my god, I remember it now. Absolutely fantastic. So good. They're, they're removing the whole set and they're staying in character. The Belushi is Kirk. Ears. 
the ears being yes. taken off. It's, it's like so great. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment of that one when the guy first explains who, who he is. Yes. And then um, we're, we're from the NBC um, the, the network, and Kirk goes on, Bezos on stun. <laughs> it's so good. It's great. Um, I got to go back and watch that one. <laughs> All right, Doctor, back around to you. Number four, what do you got? Ah, Lawrence Welk show with Christine Wig. I like strong arms. Well, I got him. I like white teeth. Hey, look at him. <laughs> I like soft skin. I use lotion. I like can I touch. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, she's incredible. She, I, I, I don't know the, the skit, but she is incredible. Probably my favorite girl on Saturday Night Live. I think since Gilda Radner. Yeah, she is the uh, the one. Um, What's the skit again? Well, Lawrence Welk show was a really dry entertainment show. I think it was in the sixties, you know, and uh, very dry. And they, she thought it would be funny because they always have these pretty little girls singing and stuff like that, and, you know. And then they mom girls sing, and then the next oh, girl sing. I know. And then the next girl sing. Just the little hands. The one. Yeah, she's she's got this giant forehead with these little hands. Yes. As she's trying to catch the bubbles. And when she sings, she's um, I can't say the word, she's mentally challenged. Let's let's just leave it at that. Yes. And um and uh Ernie's give me some <laughs> so uh, you have no idea how much easier it makes the editing, Doctor. When when okay. you start saying the, the the words we you know we can't use. Yeah. It's Believe like, it or not, it was funny because she's like, you know, in the song. But the one with Will Farrell, he's singing. He's like, and he's singing to the girls, you know, I like to dance. What dance? And she goes to the next girl, and then she'll like, I like to touch. And she puts the hands on him. And he goes, ah, and he runs away from her. <laughs> but Mar Lawrence Welk, uh, oh, I forget the, uh, the the comedian plays it, but he goes, because her forehead's just like, it's made out I, to be I like know, Yeah, I, I can picture it. I forgot all about it. Hand. And uh, I think uh, Christine uh, Wiggs said, it'd be funny if we just finally do like a monkey wrench in this beautiful production of the 60s where every, everyone was beautiful and everything was, and just had like someone who was special. <laughs> and um, But it's funny, at the end of the episode, Lawrence Falk goes, or the comedian playing him goes, Oh my God! Is a forehead of that a bigger? Was I looking to a bubble? <laughs> <laughs> Who played Lawrence Welk? Uh I don't remember. I can't picture it. The guy that Chris, Christine Wig and him used to sing together, and they'd make up words. That wasn't Hater. No, uh, he no, also I, was in the Californians. I didn't even remember that it was Lawrence Welk. I remember the the, the little hands and the forehead yeah, and Lawrence Kristen Wig, but. I didn't it's remember a well show and they did it like <laughs> so numerous good. times. Yeah, fantastic. Like I said, I like goofy stuff. I you know what it is? Everything on my list is something that I saw for the first time. Now I was too young to watch, you know, I didn't spit my soda out when I saw the original Saturday Night Live. Right. I thought they were clever, cool cool cats, man. Cool cats. Yeah, I agree. But my my list is shit. When I first saw it, I had a double take 
and then I spit shit out. Yeah, and, and I still, and I mine too. When I watch mine now, yeah. I'm I still have to cry. I'm like crying laughing. Right, but uh, you have to look up the uh, the comedian. He he looks Spanish. He was smaller on the show. Oh, I know who you mean. I mean, I'll let you know. I had the clips yeah. in anyway. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ern. Great choice, Doc. What do you got, Ern? Number four. Uh, this is probably my favorite guy from Saturday Night Live. Um, Gumby with Eddie Murphy. Hey, give me a chair out here right now. I want to sit down, you oh bastard. Move me a chair here. You got it's Gumby. They know who the hell it is. I'm Gumby, damn it. I'm Gumby. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? The question, Michael Che, is how the hell are you going to put on a show and not have me in the show until now? I should have been in every damn sketch from the top. I'm the one that made that Eddie Murphy a star. He was just a regular coon boy till I saw him. So I let him. Oh, yeah. I'm Gumby, damn it. I, I mean, even as a kid, I remember this was like a big, a big, like, cultural thing. Eddie Murphy doing Gumby, you know. And, of course, when he, I, I don't want to give it away, but Buck, when he does Buckwheat as well. Um, go ahead, Aaron. Well, uh, I, I just started um, going off just now. Uh, I think Eddie Murphy is my favorite character, uh, character, favorite actor ever from Saturday Night Live. That's my favorite time period. Is um, is his skits. Yes, there's even um, or uh, or whatever you want to call it. He came back recently, like last year, and he did a, a whole show of Saturday Night Live, and that whole episode is the, the best episode I've seen in possibly over 15 years oh i didn't see it did he redo any of his old did he do gumby or anybody he redid all of them oh my mr. god Robert, mr robinson yes he, mr robinson neighborhood yes he did all of them. it was the whole episode it's the only episode i've watched of the show all the way through in since in the 2000s it's just eddie murphy comeback from last year <laughs> his uh his his network is i i think like five or six hundred million dollars like he marketed himself well. He's a fantastic actor. He's he's one of the first before Steve Martin actually crossed over that forty eight hours and stuff like that and played. But um, I mean, Gumby, like if I I didn't bust a gut, I just remember being overwhelmed saying, "This is so great. This is right. fucking awesome. Agreed. I agree. But I wasn't falling off my couch. Like, but it was fucking awesome. I mean. But uh, Eddie Murphy, what can you say about him? I mean, when he did that anniversary for Saturday Night Live just recently, what was it, like five, six years ago, whatever? Well, I think it was like two years ago. I think it was like two years ago, but it, it was incredible. Yeah, but he was horrible. He came out on stage and people thought he would be funny and he was dry. He was just really like straightforward and people started wondering, did he lose it? Did he lose the, you know, the uh, his, I, I don't know how you become unfunny because when you're that funny you know but people started questioning his ability to get back up to being the greatest in the world because that's basically where he was at one point with you know with uh his stand-up I, I heard he was coming back with the stand-up coming out yeah, soon. He's coming back to america joe <laughs> too <laughs> i didn't see that did anyone see coming to america too i didn't see that i didn't yeah. see it. Not yet. Didn't see yeah, it. I mean, great choice. Eddie Murphy, was he basically the second generation of SNL or even one removed after that? We're talking the the, um, the early 80s. 
Right. So, you know, right and, after, really right after the big wigs, all the big ones left, right? Because he was never on with Belushi and Ackroyd and any of them, no. right? No, the, the, um, everybody else in the show was terrible at that time. He, yeah. carried, he, he carried the show for well, Joe yeah, Piscopo, I, too, at that time. I think Joe Piscopo was pretty good. I'll have, maybe, I'll have to look it up. It's, it's funny you brought that up because, uh, anyway, yes, uh, Eddie Murphy rescued SNL single handedly rescued it. Not to knock anyone else down, it's just, you know, he was just rescued it. But Ernie, do you remember you had a VCR tape with So Tired, Ozzy Osbourne on it? And you had to use it. Uh, every do you remember every, every, every with, damn with, uh, episode that asshole has to come up. <laughs> he, but there was, there was, um, there was a Joe Piscopo video on Saturday Night Live with Great White. And him is Frank Sinatra. Yes. Great White. And Great White's playing the guitar. And he goes, that's a marvelous guitar. I think it was uh, w- w- uh, Witchcraft or something like that he was singing with Great White. God <laughs> rest his guitar is his uh, soul. You know, God rest his... But um, I heard the guy went back for his guitar recently. Did you hear that? What? In Rhode Island, when the band, when the place burnt down? Yeah. He went back to get his guitar. The hell are you talking? How could he? What do you mean he's going back to his guitar? <laughs> when when the place was burning down, yeah, he went back to get his guitar, and that's how he died. Yeah, really. Yeah, I I've, mean, I've, I've, I've played at that place, and he and at the time, you know, I was in a, a, the Kiss tribute band, and we used to use f- f- stupid fireworks in clubs like that all the time, and it's it's incredible. <laughs> How, how fast that happened you guys ever there is, there's like a there documentary no on youtube about it it's insane there is no god great white's dead and a kiss tribute band lives <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right moving on so my number four probably my favorite guy in snl history chris farley oh my god uh, oh sorry uh, who would was that who you gonna who you you wouldn't have guessed him i don't think I would have said your age. It would have had to be top. Yeah, I would have got it probably four. Probably four. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris, good guess, Aaron. Chris Farley, everything that I've seen, everything that he does is what you said, Tom. To me, I can't breathe when he's on the screen. <laughs> and, it, you know, in this, in this skit in particular, Christina Applegate is in the skit with him. And he's a motivational speaker. Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. You're gonna end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. And he comes into the house and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. His stomach is as big as it could possibly be. His pants keep falling down. He's lifting up his pants and he's screaming about, you know. He's shoveled. He sits all over the place. Complete, all a mess. A motivational speaker is not supposed to be a mess. He's a mess. He's out of control. And all he does is scream about being, you know, living in in the van down by the river. And as the episode progresses, 
Christina Applegate is one of the kids he's trying to help. And I guess her brother or her boyfriend, I forget who it was. And if you watch them during the skit, they are crying, laughing. They, they're like this. They, they, they're trying to hide their face as he's, and he continues. And he's getting crazier and wackier, falling through tables and falling down. Just absolutely incredible physical comedy. But I love more than anything bloopers. When I see the other cast members crack up, to me, it makes me laugh nonstop. I I agree with that. Do right, you want to take this one first? I uh I thought you were describing Sam Kinison, but yeah. No. You know this? Uh, do you know the skitter? Yeah, uh, but I but when I saw it, I remember thinking uh, a lot of Sam Kinison um was in it, but Sam Kinison was dead, so. No, but I I could see that. But to me, Chris Farley was. Physical, a physical comedian. Obviously, physical Belushi, comedian. Was, Belushi was incredible, but Chris Farley Why? was even more over the top than Belushi. If well, that was his idol. Possible. That yeah. was his idol. Yeah. Um, he crashes through the table, right? Yes. At the end, he yeah. crashes through the table. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, when, you are, when you have a motivational speaker that's hired by the parents to come talk to your kids that are out of control, and the first line out of his mouth is, You don't want to be me living in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. It's like it's, it's not a good opening line for a motivational um, speaker. <laughs> and you know, so and when when you know when guys guys like him and Will Farrell and some of these later guys, oh, Will you Farrell. know some of the stuff that they're doing is all improv. That's what makes the I think the cast because you know they do run throughs. That's what makes the cast crack up even more when they do stuff that they didn't rehearse. Like I I think I remember reading an article or an, or an interview. The stuff where he's pulling up his pants, it's not part of the skit. He's he's literally because he's so disheveled in the scene and going doing so much physical stuff, his pants really are falling down all the time. And he's trying to pull them up and the way he's doing it, you know, and over his big belly and stuff, it's just unbelievable. It, it's they, they, yeah, I left it off my list. I figured you guys would have had it. So I, I left it off. To me, that's a no brainer. A no-brainer. And, uh, of course, going out to my dad, Tommy Boy was one of his uh, favorite movies. And for uh, uh, an 80-year-old man to like Tommy Boy at the time, <laughs> a new comedian, you know, All the stuff Tommy he was Boy. in, with, you, know, with, you know, it's it's a weird pairing, him and David Spade, but it works so well, like all the movies they did together. That man in a little coat. <laughs> no matter whatever he did. <laughs> All right, back around. Doc, what do you got? Number three. Okay. Guy from New York. Um, greatest cameo actor of all time. Christopher Walkins. Oh, got to throw him in here. This skit is off the radar, though. People, I don't know why, but me, it's dry. It's hysterical. Man, the man who's afraid of plants. And now, indoor gardening tips from a man who's very scared of plants. Hi. These are my cactuses. I put googly eyes on them. A lot of people are putting googly eyes on their cactuses nowadays. I think it's because cactuses are dangerous. Cactuses have pricklers that can stab you 
in your hands, or your throat, your face. So you need to know where you stand with them at all times. The only way to know where you stand with someone is to look into their eyes, right? <laughs> Normally, plants don't have eyes, so it's hard for me to trust them, hence, googly eyes. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were gonna, my next pick is a walk-in pick, believe it or no. not. And it's not that, I don't know this one. He's a, uh, it was a. Uh... <laughs> I don't know this one at all. He's in a green room. He's in a green room and he takes care of plants, but he's a man afraid of plants. So he walks around and he goes, yeah, these are my plants. And he goes, he's got googly eyes. He goes, I use googly eyes to put googly eyes on the plants so I can keep an eye on them because they creep <laughs> me out. And he goes like this, oh, see that one over there? See the and, and then he'll do a close-up on the plants and they all got googly eyes on them. <laughs> so then he knows where they're coming from. Right. If they're gonna kill him. And he and he says like stupid things like, you know, sometimes I have dreams. And he's looking at a fern and he goes, sometimes I have dreams. And I always said, if I woke up in the middle of the night, strangled to death, it, it would be the fern. <laughs> so he walks to this greenhouse putting these googly eyes on everything and then he comes to like a little bed of grass he goes these guys have got a problem with too many eyeballs so what I do is I just sprinkle them it was like one of these stupid skits people just me and my wife after seeing this we thought it was the funniest thing we ever saw we bought googly eyes so whenever we went to other people's houses you put them on the plants we walked around the house, put googly eyes on their plants, and they wouldn't find them for months. It was fantastic. Hold on a second. If you, if Hold you ever get a chance, on a second. Turn, come off your chair a second. What? You son of a bitch. What do you, what, what do you advertise? You, you're about. such an asshole. What What's behind you? I dropped my pen on purpose. Oh, God, Ernie. <laughs> you see this? No. My I daughter was wearing it. We need to see it again. Just for the record, last week I was unavailable. I couldn't do it. I, I was, you know, as that show. Don't even stuff. tell me you can play for Ozzy. I'll kill you. No, I, I, I wanted you two to do an episode without me. You know, I'll never do the top five Sabbath songs with you guys. I figured you guys could do one without me, and I, I, it didn't happen. What happened? We, we could talk about this. We could talk, talk about it. Here. We could. And, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this later. All right. The man that's afraid of plants Look, don't Ernie, know Ernie's the boss. Ernie, Ernie's pulled rank. I like that. Come on, Joey. We'll we talk about this later, okay? We'll talk about this later. All the revenue comes into into Australia from Australia. I got it. <laughs> Bernie. So anyway, where are we? Oh, Christopher Walken. Yes. yes. But he's done many different things. Um, but if you get a chance, you will piss yourself. It's one of these like throwaway skits. that someone had to be stoned. Because <laughs> it's only like a three-minute skit, and only only Christopher Walken's could have pulled it pulled it off. Okay, man afraid of plants. Again, I thought you were stealing my next one, but nah, I can't I'm... wait. I cannot wait to see Christopher Walken afraid of plants. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta call me tonight as soon as you get off. It's I, pr- I definitely two. will. All right, all right, Aaron. What do you got? Number three. Uh, he might be afraid of plants but he's not afraid of the reaper you son of a bitch did you do this I, on purpose because i just said my next one was walking no yeah. no I'm, I'm just talking about a song 
My number three is Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, brother, Sean Connery. <laughs> Negative $69. Okay, that wasn't your score. Well, 69 is how I scored with your mother last night. <laughs> My mother is infirm. She uses a walker. She is a walker. A street walker. <laughs> That's actually a worse pick. Uh, just so you know, you just took my number one. I didn't take anything. I, I, I didn't say anything. There you go. He's doubling down again. You might want to pick another one because I'm going to edit you out right here. He doubled down. My, my number, my no, I I did that just to, just to ruin Joey's. Guys, I got I got I got ten picks here. My I'm number not, three, Celebrity Jeopardy, though, Will, Will Farrell. It's I can't change. I'm not changing mine. Celebrity Jeopardy is the best skit of all time. Tell about it. Oh, already. I thought you were kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Go ahead. Oh, I, th I thought the other one was. Oh, I'm I'm this uh, Celebrity I'll Jeopardy is my number. I'm confused, still, Ernie. <laughs> Well, he, he no, the other one is my next pick, and Celebrity I Jeopardy left, is my first one. Thanks, Ernie. I left, I left two of these off the list on purpose. Uh, Come on, Tom, Ernie. What Tom, what happened is Joey gave a big hint what his next one is, so I just did that just to, just to, just to annoy him. I hint, oh, I, I, hinted thought you, I, thought, I thought you were double-dipping again. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't love the one that Joey's going to pick, but anyway, Celebrity Jeopardy with Will Farrell is my number three. And it's reoccurring. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm going to tell more about it when, you know, when I say my number one pick, but please, Ernie, you know, tell us well, more. I mean, uh, it, it's a whole bunch of episodes, but uh, the best ones are the Burt Reynolds and the Sean Connery ones. Uh, of I mean, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> There's one with Tom Hanks that's just, that's great, too. But Burt Reynolds, Norm, Norm MacDonald is Burt Reynolds. And who's the guy that plays Sean Connery? I wrote it down. I don't remember his name. I don't remember, but uh, I think uh, Norm Macdonald keeps writing a Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Turd Ferguson, right? That he calls himself, right? Daryl Hammond is uh, Sean Connery. They they asked Norm uh, about that, and he said, "You know, Reynolds is eighty years old." And he goes, "Yeah, well, I'm going to play a young Reynolds." Yeah, but it's not with the times. He's 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 eighty years old. He goes, I don't care. It'd be funny. I go out there as the young Reynolds. That's who Norm was. He's out of his mind. And, you know, Will Farrell always plays the maniac, but he plays the straight guy. I was and about it, to say, yeah. he does it so perfectly. He feeds off. You know, Sean Connery's constantly. You know, yeah. I, I'll I'll read more about it when you know he's saying constantly saying the wrong titles of of. That's what your what, mother. That's what that, your mother said last night, Trebek. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. the um, the, I, you know, I the, I purposely left this off the list because oh. it was rated number one of all time. Oh, was I didn't see? I didn't do any research. I'm going mm -hmm. off the top of my brain. This is my favorite skit of all time. Every time I see any one of these, I can't, I am crying when Sean Connery reads the name wrong. And, you know, for, for instance, one of the ones I wrote down, he, he wrote, Trebek, I'll take uh, whore ads for 200. He goes, that's not whore ads. That's who reads Sean Connery? Who reads? That's whore. No, it's, it says whore like your mother. 
it's, it's, it's like he's so good. He's it's it's incredible how they come up with some of the ones they come up with. I don't. I, he does another skit with Sean Connery with uh, monkeys that throw poo at celebrities. Did you see that one? No. It's, 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 Sean Connery walks on the set and there's plastic on the chair. He goes, this wouldn't happen to be the show where monkeys throw poo at celebrities. He goes, no, not at all. Sit down. And he goes, he starts talking and he, there's a monkey up there. And as he goes, but there's a monkey up there. Don't worry about it. It has nothing to do. And he goes, okay. So he starts talking. Finally, the monkey just throws shit at him. <laughs> and he goes, oh, oh, I knew it. It's one of the stupid <laughs> But anyway. The same guy that played Sean Connery on Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, same so guy. He, he's perfect. He, he turned Sean Connery into an angry, really angry person. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Ernie, I, I detest that you took it from me, but it's it's so incredible. I love it. Had to be mentioned. Had to yep. be mentioned. I feel bad that I did, Joe. Well, you, you really stole both of mine. You gave my next one away, too. So my number three, he said, who fears the Reaper? And Snyder brought up Christopher Walken. It's, it's it, it, two words, more cowbell. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> This last one was even better than the first. Well, it's just that I find Gene's cowbell playing distracted. I don't know. If I'm the only one, I'll shut up. No, it's pretty rough. You know, I can pull it back a little if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas, you're going to want that cowbell on the track. You know, obviously, me being a drummer, there's a skit where Christopher Walken is the legendary producer producing Blue Oyster Cult. And, you know, they're doing Don't Fear the Reaper over and over and over and over and over again. And Will Farrell has this tight, tight shirt, 70s shirt on with the collar. And it's almost a belly shirt because his belly's sticking out. And he's he's hitting this cowbell with so much gusto that you any, know the song. every right. The song. You know, the song, of course, Don't Fear the Reaper. I'll play it has all the cowbell in it. Christopher Walken keeps coming out and. He's he's playing himself. Christopher Walken can only play himself. That's the funny thing about it. You're of right. Of course. And <laughs> he, you know, he all he every time he comes out, he just, you know, he's like, just I, I can't do an, a Christopher Walken impression, but he's like, I need, I I, I just need more cowbell. I and got, I got the fever. <laughs> and the only cure for that fever is more cowbell. More cowbell. And Meanwhile, the band wants to kill the right, guy. Right, and, and 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 Will Farrell every time he comes out gets more into it and more into it. And he's dancing around the room and hitting it in people's faces, and his belly's sticking out. It's again, I want to cry laughing at these skits, and this makes when I see Will Farrell escalate and Christopher Walken, dry Christopher Walken, come out every time speaking about how he wants more cowbell, especially being a drummer. I I, I can't I lose it every time. Ernie, I, 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 it's not one of my favorites. I, uh, I'm not a drummer. I like, I, I, I like Christopher Walken, but I, I, I don't see why it's so funny. I'm a doctor, Jim, not a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> that song, the guitar solo along, uh, alone in that song, rips. It is 
fucking unbelievable for that that era. I mean, if I, if I remember correctly, when this when this episode came out of Saturday Night Live, like the Blue Oyster sale, the Blue Oyster Cult sales for this song and the record, like skyrocketed again. Nobody knew. Like obviously, we know the song because we're rock fans, but the general public had no idea what the song was, and the skit called for it to constantly not only be played but restarting. Yep. So you'd constantly hear the same part over and over again. It became like his big hit again. I, I think what makes me laugh is that being in a band for a short period of time in my life, it was funny because the guitar, the singer in the skit is bitching about the cowbell. So what Joey was talking about, well, Farrell goes, mm -hmm. fine, I'll tone it down. So he just walks up and the guy's singing and playing guitar. He's got the cowbell right next to his right next to his ear going. And he's not getting into it. Yes. He's just like right in his ear. And everyone starts laughing because I, I don't think it was uh you know, somebody the best the best comedians on SNL were the ones that acted outside the box. Oh, they improved everything. A guy that's like Will Farrell acting and that's where they ruled. A guy yeah. like Will Farrell had the basic script and then he he did everything. Right. The writer's going like this. Yeah, that works. Let me change yeah. everything. <laughs> right. You know. All Amazing. right, Will, you, you're gonna be playing a cowbell in this scene, go. And then he just takes over the scene. When he's pissed off right next to the guitar to his head like this, right to his head <laughs> on purpose. As fucking it's a typical band reaction to turn down the bass, <laughs> can't hear you, turn off, can't hear your so your guitar solo. Right. Singers screaming, I can't hear myself. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. All right, Doc, back around to you. Number two. Bill Hader, the puppets. All right, welcome back to Introduction to Puppetry. We had a fun morning making our puppets. So why don't you introduce yourselves again and let's meet your puppets. My name is Anthony Peter Coleman, formerly Private First Class, United States Army. Dishonorable Discharge, May 19th, 1983. Okay, and Anthony, what is your puppet's name? Tony. And can we hear a little bit about Tony? Go ahead, tell him what happened. There was a rebel village five clicks down the road. Word came down from Top Brass. Make it disappear. We, we didn't know any better. We were, we were kids. I watched myself pick up the flamethrower, and I just went off. It's a puppet class. I don't know this. Joey, 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 Joey. Tell me. Come on. Maybe I remember. Give me describe this it to me. This is considered top five skits of all time. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was on. And he's given a puppet class. And there's, I think, three people he's teaching puppets. And there's a Vietnam vet who's all torn up, you know, that's Bill Hader. And his puppet looks just like him. And unlike, you know, the other puppets don't look like him. Like them, right. but his looks exactly like him and, and fatigues <laughs> and everything. And all of a sudden he goes, okay, I'll be happy. And he starts going behind people and he starts getting interacting with the other puppets at the end he smokes a cigarette and the puppet actually smokes a cigarette <laughs> i can't describe what I he does i don't he know this at all with one of the, he starts making out with the other puppets 
and and you have Seth uh, McFarlane trying to keep the class in order, and this Vietnam vet, you know, they bring up fire or something. I can't remember the skit, but like for instance, you bring up fire. That's funny you say that, because I, when I was in the village, we tossed them all. There was no, nothing left except burning kids, you know, like really dark shit. And here's Seth McFarlane, like, come on, be goofy about your puppets. But right. this dark puppet couldn't. <laughs> and it looked just like Bill Hader. And it's fucking awesome. You will get watch that one before the man at Watch Plants tonight, please. Yo, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in order because I gotta edit it anyway. So I want I wanna can't wait to see all of these. Ernie, you know this one? I do not. Sounds great though. Yes. Are you kidding me? I I definitely have never seen it. It's just in the top five of all time. Insane. <sighs> Whatever. Nothing more to talk about. Yeah, I, I want to chime in. I don't, I don't know it. Ernie, back to you. Number two. If I had a sock, maybe I could back it up. <laughs> I'm sure you have a sock on your foot, don't you? <laughs> hold, on. <clears throat> hold, hold on, me, Dad. Hold on. What are you doing there? You're putting, you're putting a sock and a shoe on? Not a sock and a sock? Everyone knows you put a sock and a sock and a shoe and a shoe on. <laughs> so who cares? Yeah, but you don't understand. There's a fire and I run out of the house. I'm outside. I got a sock and a sock on. You're standing there with a sock and a shoe and everyone's looking at you. But if it's raining out, I can hop around on one foot and stay dry. Right. I got a sock you, and a shoe on one foot. I can hop around and stay dry. You'll be sitting there with two wet socks. Two wet socks. <laughs> no, that's so enough. Good. I don't want to talk about it no more. Let's oh, go. so good. Come on, Ernie. What do you got? Number two. Don't keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that same night, they went to bed and they had to sleep in the same bed. Who, him and me? I don't remember him and me did stuff in the same bed that night. It was the night before, and then they woke up in the morning. But the night before was with the farts <laughs> trapped underneath the uh, the gas there. He goes, what are you doing tucking yourself in? He goes, that's what I do. I tuck myself in. He goes, well, what if you get a case, a, a case of gastritis there in the middle of the night? My way, I got the flap. I let it out. Your way, you're trapped underneath it with it. <laughs> I don't know what the circumstances were that they slept in the bed overnight, but the morning discontinued. So anyway. Incredible. <laughs> one of the greatest shows of all time. If, if no one knows what we're talking about, I have no use for you. All in the family. Ernie, number two. Uh, do you know uh, the delicious dish? Uh, please welcome the owner of Seasons Eatings, Pete Schwetty. <laughs> welcome. How are welcome, you? Pete. We like the name of your store. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh. Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You sure did. Pete Schwetty. Well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name mm. it. Wow. 
My mouth's watering just thinking about those guys. No. Mm. It was like, yes. a, you know what? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The famous actors in it. Not, well, now he's famous. Uh, Alec Bull, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Balls. Salty balls. Yeah. Pete <laughs> yeah. Sweaty. Is, it, is the character. Oh, I know this. Yes. <laughs> it's done greatly. It's amazing. They have a, a, a NPR show. Uh, they have a show like on independent radio or something. So they talk so low. Like, now we're going to, you know, like, like, very low in deadpan. And they're saying the funniest things, but they're whispering. But they're very, no laughter or nothing. <laughs> so deadpan. Very proper. Who else is on that skit? Who else? Uh, I think her name's Molly Shannon is on it, I think. I think I, again, I, I remember it vaguely. Like, I can picture it, but I, I don't know all the jokes in it. I don't remember it being that funny. I got to go back. Uh, when the, the woman's going, oh, I, I, I can't wait to get to get uh, get one of those balls in my mouth. <laughs> <Things like that. laughs> but, but they're whispering in. No, right, right. right. The balls in my mouth. They're like, oh, love about mouth. it. Yeah. And they're going like this. Mm. Mm, so good, so good, so good. It's like a church. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, so good. You're both so salty, so uh, salty. It's great. It's 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 almost Monty Python-ish in a, in a. It's do they so they don't ever no, get goofy. They never break. They're always these serious. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. They never talk louder than a whisper. Nice. He's <laughs> like I said. It's like picture like a radio station out in Nebraska. You know, on Sunday morning, like. We got someone on right now, and we're gonna. And uh, he's got a great. He's bringing his balls with him. And the other person goes, "Yes, he's bringing his balls with him. They're so good." And all of a sudden, he goes, "Yes, my balls. I like you to taste my balls." And they go, "Oh, it's so smoky." And they start all just talking like this. And so for the profit, fantastic. It's great. Good one, Ernie. All right, my number two, I can't believe nobody picked yet. I got to assume it's one of your number ones, but maybe not. It's another one with Chris Farley. I left it off. And it's Chris Farley and Paul McCartney. <laughs> you, you remember, when, remember when you were with the Beatles? Sure. That was awesome. That was, yeah. Okay. Oh, you remember when you went to Japan and, uh, and at the airport they arrested you because you had some pot and made all the papers and everything? Well, to be honest, Chris, I'd kind of like to forget all that. It's so stupid. What a dumb question. It's, you know this, Doc? I didn't have that one. Oh, my God. Chris Farley. No, yeah, I didn't go Chris Farley Chippendales. I don't know if you were going there. Um, Chris Farley is interviewing Paul McCartney. I didn't and, see that one. Oh my! It's it's maybe it almost is as good as Jeopardy. It's close, and <gasps> he's interviewing him, and he's super nervous because he's a big Paul McCartney fan, and he's like, 
Um, so you, um, do, uh, do you remember the time that, you know, that you, you know, you know, you, 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 you were in the Beatles and Paul McCartney, Paul, Paul McCartney's like, uh, yes, yes. He goes, uh, you know, what, what, what was that like? And, and he's, he's just flustered. And then he goes, you know, you, you know, what, what about, what about the time, you know, you know, remember you got caught with, 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 you got stopped at the airport that time with, with pot and, and, you know, you know, th it was a big thing. And Paul McCartney goes, well, you know, Chris, you know, I really'd rather not speak about that. And Chris Farley starts punching himself in the face. <laughs> idiot, idiot. Like, why did you just ask Paul McCartney that question? He starts pounding himself in the face and Paul McCartney's like, you can see Paul McCartney trying not to break. And he's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. And he's Chris Farley's pu literally pulling his hair out of his head because he's so upset that he just asked his hero Paul McCartney a dumb question. It's <laughs> Chris. I mean, Chris Farley's obviously on every drug that you can ever imagine in this skit. He is out of his mind, but so funny, and you can't take your eyes off of him. I. Uh... It's hard to make Paul McCartney laugh. He's been through so much in his life. He's seen it all, man. Oh, this, he Even almost breaks. Stern, there's nothing that makes him, I've never seen it. Like, I've never heard Paul McCartney laugh out loud. Even with that new episode, you know, with the, uh, on Disney Channel, Get Back. Yeah, on Get Back, yeah. He's just, he's been around so much in his life. Um, to get him to even giggle is, a, is amazing. Uh, feet, but oh, um, he he almost goes. If you watch this episode, he texts me after this now. I will. I I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Sounds good, Ernie. You know this one, right? Uh, I remember it vaguely. Not to go off subject, but you look a little bit uncomfortable. How are the asteroids doing? Uh, I'm I'm getting better. Getting you need better. me to rub you down? No, stay away. <laughs> All right. Ernie, you got a, Ernie, you got a picture of one behind you. <laughs> All right, let's we're up to doctors number one. Let's recap. Number, tell me if I get these right. Number five, Stefan, Bill Hader, right? Mm -hmm. Number four, little hands on Lawrence Welk, uh, Kristen Wiig. Number three, I, 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 I also recommend um, the one with uh, Will Will Farrell. That's even funnier. But go which ahead. one? Oh, the one with right, right. Lawrence Walk. Go ahead. Number three, the man who's afraid of plants, Christopher Walken. I don't know that one. I can't wait to see it. Number two, the puppet show out with Alec Baldwin and uh and again with Bill Hader. What do you got? Number one. No, not Alec Baldwin. It's a puppet class with uh Seth McFarlane and Bill Oh, Hader. Seth McFarlane. That's right. You're right. I'm sorry. And uh number one, it's a it's a SNL short. Oh, those were great. And I didn't have a chance. Uh, Adam, what's his name? Sandler? Sandler? You know, no. Sandberg, maybe? Sandberg. It's called Great Day. I don't know why, but today seems like it's going to be a great day. There's something in the air that makes me feel like things are going to go my way. The birds are chirping, tweedly deet. The sun is shining bright. There's a skip in my step, a pep in my pep. And I don't know why. Hey there, mailman Fred. Any letters for my ex-wife or the kids? No. Nope. Fantastic news. <laughs>
Um, I don't know if I know it. It is the funniest SNL. Now, we've all hung out. None of us have done coke. You know, maybe tried marijuana, but that's a, except for Joey. He's he's the he's a never tried a drug. Never tried a drug in my life or a cigarette ever. Right. Um, Oxycodone is amazing though. But anyway, Basil, Basil Hayden. Is... <laughs> but um, this is great day, and out of nowhere in the kitchen, the music starts up. Boom, 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 boom. He pops up from a kitchen counter. He's got cocoa. I don't know why, but today's gonna be a great day. It's about a guy with a coke problem and his perception of the whole world. The birds, the cartoon birds flying around his head. He runs out. I don't know why, but my face is numb. It's walking outside in broad daylight. He meets the mailman. He asked the mailman, any mail from my kids or my ex-wife? No. Fantastic. <laughs> he looks at his job. In the middle of it, Tom Petty and uh, Alec Baldwin have an uh, intervention with him. It's oh a song. God. And it's absolutely fantastic. It explains someone on, on Coke who's completely out of control. Yeah, listen, and- for, for, the, for the record, I think that's why I've never tried drugs, because... With my personality, I think I'm going to love them. So I'm the same way. The last thing I want to do is do anything like that. So I, with my personality, it seems exactly what I like. So I got, get it away I got, from me. I agree. I got stoned for three weeks with uh, Mike Vanny back in the day. I was out of work. Hurt my groin. There's pictures of me hugging trees in Prospect Park with an Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath face. Like... <laughs> Like yeah. the happiest I've ever been in my life around nature. Like I never saw a tree before. But it was fun. But then I had a tree for three days afterwards. Yeah, I, I can't even process what, what it would be like. I, I have no, no idea. Literally no idea. No, if you get a chance, please check this uh, show I will. out. Oh, I will. You will piss yourself. I'm Do you know you. this one, Ern? Nope. Yeah, I don't know any of that. You're number one. Let's recap what you got. Okay. Number five. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, Pepsi, no Coke. Number four, yep. of course, Gumby. Number three, you son of a bitch, Celebrity Jeopardy. Whoops. Number two, Delicious Ditch. That's the one with Alec Baldwin, right? That is correct, sir. Yes. And number one, what do you got? Favorite Saturday Night Live skit ever? I don't know how it's not everybody's number one. Uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood with Eddie Murphy. It is very good. Beautiful day for a neighbor. Could you be mine? Would you be mine? I was gone for a bit, but it's now I'm all right. My neighbors was all black, but now they white. So the check cashing place turned into a bank. Elevator works and the stairs they don't stink. The white people came and changed everything, but I am still your neighbor. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's your old pal, Mr. Robinson. So much has changed since we last spent some time together. My neighbor has gone through so much. It's gone through something called gentrification. (laughs) Can you say gentrification, boys and girls? It's like a magic trick. White people pay a lot of money, and then poof, all the black people are gone. I know it.
There's not what can I say about it? It's uh, it's hysterical all the way through, and it, and it's a recurring thing. There was like a it's a bunch of them, and it's just it, it it kills me, and it's still hysterical. Describe it. So it's basically a takeoff of Mr. Rogers, but it's Eddie Murphy doing it in like a bad neighborhood, right? Yeah, he's um, it's the opposite. Uh, he's doing the Mr. Rogers show, but he's a he's a con, obviously. Right. Right. He's, he he comes back with he comes up with stolen stuff, and he's teaching the kid the kids watching the show, like how to steal stuff and everything. <laughs> uh, he's a, he, he can't answer the door because it might be the landlord. And well, the landlord comes no, no, to the no, door. He's, he has, right. he's, he's living in a slum. He's living in a slum apartment. Is he Mr. Robinson or is the landlord Mr. Robinson? He's Robinson. Mr. Robinson. He is Mr. I Robinson. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember, because yeah, because he's always yes. talking about the landlord says. So I, think, I, I, thought, I, don't know, I got in my head that Mr. Robinson was upstairs, was the landlord. Ernie, did he redo this too in, in, when he came back? Yep, and it, it, it was incredible. Incredible. Again, well, just what, send me your favorite gotta, ones, the gotta, ones gotta, that are reoccurring. Say, send me. I got to say one thing about the, the new one. When um, a, a, a knock on the door, um, and it's, it's a couple, um, asking if um, they would deliver a big screen TV. And um, did you happen to uh, notice it? And he starts yelling at them. You know, well, why would you, would you come to me just because I'm black? That you think I took the TV and all that? And then they go, oh, no, no, no. We would never say that. Never say that. I just got out of my house. And then you see him walking through the apartment. You see a big screen TV on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, I remember those. Like, I, I definitely remember all of those. Those are great. He was incredible in that. Like I said, uh, the, the, the greatest... Uh, most clever skits ever written. It just didn't send me on my side off. That's just me. My goofiness, slapstick humor. It, it just didn't. Re- uh, yes, yeah, that one did for me. That, everything. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Without a doubt. Yeah, great choice, Ern. All right, back to my uh, my number one. So let's recap what I got. So my number five, the Star Trek gets canceled with John Belushi's Captain Kirk. Incredible. <laughs> We check that one out. Number four, Chris Farley is the motivational speaker living in the van down by the river. Number four, Will Farrell and Christopher Walken, more cowbell. Number That's two, not- yep. Number two, Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and I already Ernie gave it away before. I, I can't, I'm not gonna change it because it's 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 that it's that damn good. Celebrity Jeopardy, because again, it's not one episode. It's constantly reoccurring. It's Sean Connery and it's Burt Reynolds or Turd Ferguson, like Ernie said, and Will Farrell playing, you know, the straight man as uh, Alex Trebek. It's Sean Connery constantly reading, you know, the, the wrong. He goes, Alex, I'll take, I'll take catch the semen for 500. He goes, catch this. No, that's catch these men. These men, Sean Connery. Catch these men. No, it's catch the semen like your mother did last like your mother did last night. It's just every time it's it, it's the same joke every time and it works every time. And there was there's there's one that I had seen the other day that I had never seen. Everything out of his mouth is is bad mouthing Will Farrell as Alex Trebek. And finally, during and everyone, obviously, the funny part of the show is every answer is wrong. Everyone gets answers wrong. Nobody can right. ever get an answer right. Not even close. Nothing, not even nothing's even close. And finally, you know, 
one of the the final Jeopardy question is, I think it's just write a gibberish word. Any your word. Name, wasn't it? Your name. No, it's any word. This is the one I'm talking about. Is any word that's gibberish, meaning just write any letters. Doesn't matter in any order. If it's letters <laughs> that don't mean anything, it's it, you win. So Sean Connery finally like writes. Madison High School. He <laughs> writes these letters that are gibberish, and 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 Trebek is like, I can't, I can't believe it. This is you're right. This is gibberish. I just can't believe it. And Sean Connery, all of a sudden, in his nights, he goes, "Well, Alex, you know, I, I think, you know, after all this time, you needed a break. So I, you know, I finally decided to be serious. And you know, they're so happy. You know, Trebek is so thrilled that he he finally got a right answer out of someone." And Sean Connery's being nice to him. And then he goes, Sean, you know, what did you wager? So it shows what Sean Connery's wager is. And it shows a continuation of the letters. And it's a drawing of Sean Connery pooping on Alex Trebek's grave. <laughs> and you see, Sean, you see Sean Connery start hysterical laughing at Trebek. Saying that one to me, Tim. Trebek is completely defeated. He's like, is that you? Is that you shitting on my grave? He goes, that's right, Trebek. You got it. That's what you get, Trebek. That's what you get, Trebek. That's what you get. <laughs> then, he, of course, yeah, I'm thinking he said something about his mother. So, <laughs> so it's just, it's nonstop laughs. Again, I didn't no even go into all the... Joke. No wonder you laughed at the joke earlier. Which the one? Earlier. <laughs> he said... Why when you said, uh, I'm trying, and I wrote back on the text. Oh, <laughs> yeah, listen, there's not, there's, those jokes are always funny. That's trying is what losers always say. Winners oh. go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> what's that from again? The Rock. Yes. And then, uh, what's his name? Answers back and goes, my wife was the prom queen. And he goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a good one. You know, obviously, I'm sure there's a couple. Give me a couple, anything you want. I don't care if you say one or five. Give me a couple honorable mentions, doctor. All right. uh, honorable mention. You, you touched on Chris Farley. Um, all right, I'm going to put my honorable mention in first. Manchild, office boss. I don't know it. Who? Uh, I don't know the actor. But he's a man who has the body of a little of a baby, okay. and he's he's a genius mentally, and he he's in an office. But he his body is he plays with his toes as the actors are talking to him. It's called baby uh, baby boss, office boss, child office, office boss. Like that. <laughs> you will piss yourself because it, you can't you can barely keep a, a straight face. He comes down the stairs at a dinner party on his stomach. And he's a brilliant man. But he sits there and like shiny things at the table as someone's talking to him. He starts like acting like a like a three-year-old. No, excuse me, like a one-year-old. It's hysterical. If you want to see something that's good, once again, you guys haven't seen it. Office boss. Um, Debbie Downer, one of my favorites, too. Um, I saw an episode with Lindsay Lohan. Disney World. I know that one. And she just turns around and goes, she says one thing like, well, how hot do you think they are in those outfits? Wah, wah. Then out of nowhere, they're feeding her cue cards still. That's the funny thing about the skit. She doesn't know what she's going to see next. She goes, by the way, 
my doctor called me, I can't have children anymore. And they all start laughing at the table. <laughs> it's like, it's a Disney. It's just like funny. So that's, yeah, that's it for me. I, I mean, that was a more, but. Of course. What do you got, Ern? I can't find this on the internet anywhere. This is, but I never forgot this one it's from the 80s. And it's uh, Gorbachev being interviewed. And remember, if Gorbachev, he always had that thing right here, like this yeah. mark gun. Bruce. Naked gun. Wait, did it keep getting bigger? Yeah. Naked gun. Was it was that what it was? Because if Naked you keep gun. watching, every time he's saying how he it's Russia naked. is no longer is a the type it's of country. Naked gun. Gun. <laughs> but every time you show, there's more countries of your Ernie, it's yeah. naked gun. That's that's not Saturday Night Live? No, naked <laughs> gun. Well, that explains why I can't find it. <laughs> that's why I can't find it. <laughs> that is that question. It's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest scenes ever. No, Russia. Russia will never take over another country. And every time he says it, that country appears on his head. Gorbachev <laughs> had it looked like a continent on his head, but every time the country would appear on his head, every time he lied. More and more appearance. Every time. <laughs> All right, I guess I better go to another one. Um. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how about Ernie, the, uh, Ernie? Yeah. I, I recommend Royal <laughs> Apple Crown. Wait, why is it is it called Royal Apple Crown? Is it really? It was until I just I think said it's, it. I think it's Crown Royal, <laughs> not Royal Apple. So that, does that answer the question why I can't find it on YouTube? You're I'm typing in Saturday Night Live Gorbachev. It's not coming up. It's, his, I tell my kids about it all the time. Pick is that one. <laughs> Give me another one. Uh, I, I like the Wayne's World one with um with Madonna. Oh, um, that's it. I remember that one. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it. That he's he's making out with Madonna and everything, and then suddenly he stops and goes, is that Prince? <laughs> and it's, it's it's so like unexpected. Like, and then you see Garth um dancing around, but he's got Prince's outfit on around the bed. But he's really, he's really getting get, getting hot, hot and heavy with Madonna. Suddenly, is that Prince? He goes like out of nowhere. I mean, again, there's so many. This is one of the ones that I'm really gonna. I can't wait to post this and ask everyone else their favorites because there's a million that we're forgetting. But a couple of the ones that I, I remember loving, uh, Will Farrell and I forget the other guy's name. They go Chris to the, they, what is it? Chris Catan. Chris Catan, you're right. I think it is him. They go to the, they go to the clubs and they. That's the movie. Oh, yes, it but that's, it started that's off on SNL, name. of course. That's right. It started they, the movie. They, the you know, they, just, they walk into the clubs. We used to do that as a joke. And then they start, you know, grinding girls and they start grinding them so bad they go flying the girls every time. <laughs> Do you remember a senior citizen got kissed on that episode? I don't remember. It was, um, oh my God, what's his name? Carrie. Jim Carrey came on. He was yes. a guest. And, yes. And they, they ended up at the end of the night hooking up with senior citizens. Yes. And then they're driving in a convertible and he turns around and says, tongue and down. This 80-year-old woman in the back of the car. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure that wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't ready what to was go. What was the name of that movie, Night at the Roxbury? Yeah, yeah. 
that I another that an, another one great. I love. Again, it's it's it doesn't hold up, but at the time I remember being a kid, and this being very cultural and people always talking about it was when John Belushi would always cut the samurai and he would have the samurai sword and just cut everything with the samurai sword. Right, the call cut. He was a, he was yes. a call cut. But everything. Just... He would turn pages with it. He'd do everything with the samurai sword. Right, everything. And he had that eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, he had the eyebrow going up and down. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the guy was like, it was a dry actor. I forgot his name. He was wearing glasses. It's like, exactly. Yeah, that's how I... And then he, all of a sudden he cuts everything, chops everything, and then he just puts mayo with a sword. <laughs> right with the sword. Oh. I remember there being yeah. one, and again, I'll, I'll have to research it, but I remember there was one time Richard Pryor was on, and he oh, was in that. even crazier samurai than Belushi. And Belushi oh, finally breaks God. character, and he's like, uh, okay, I, I, I know where you're coming from. That? And yeah, and Belushi like leaves and he's like, okay, never mind. Is that an outtake? I don't, I don't think so. I remember seeing I it. Seen that. Yeah, yeah, I remember I seeing it. It was, a, I think, I guess Richard Pryor was one of the guests or something. Oh, cool. All right, th this was a good one, boys. I mean, Saturday Night Live is, is epic. This is going to be fun again to see what other people's takes are on their favorites, especially after they hear Asm. I want to hear other stuff that, that I'm going to definitely forget about. Uh, last last episode, we also held a contest about designing some t-shirts. So we got some submissions, loved a couple, didn't love a couple. The Ernie shirt is available right now on amazon.com. I'm going to put the link up right now, but I don't have it in, in my hand yet. They're on order, but the Ernie t-shirt is available now on amazon if you go on amazon and type in ernie top five or even just type in joey casada all my merch will come up it'll eventually pop up on there it's ernie's beautiful mug on a t-shirt please anyone who buys an ernie t-shirt send us a picture of you wearing the ernie t-shirt and i promise you not only will i air it but i'll get you on as a guest guest appearance on one of the episodes give me send us your pictures of you wearing the Ernie shirts. The doctor slash monster shirts are still in the works. We designed a couple, me no, and you, Doc. No. Joe, yes. I'd like to change that design. Uh-oh. I'd like to have me up on a cross. Like Jesus. With Ernie with a nail gun. An electric <laughs> nail gun. Nailing me to it. And Not I'm bad. Right. Not bad. It's the best submission I've heard so far. Electric nail gun. <laughs> oh, you can even put Home Depot on it and get maybe they'll pay for it. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Let me get them to sponsor. I have, a, I have a funny feeling they won't sponsor a shirt with a guy getting nailed to the cross, but you know, that's just my opinion. I'm not positive. In this fucked up world right now, are you kidding me? <laughs> Ernie, what do you have to say about that? Wonderful. Wonderful. I, I will tell you this I would wear that shirt. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make sure my priest wears that one. <laughs> my pastor, excuse me. <laughs> oh, this is a good one, boys. So again, that's a winner, Joey. That's a winner. Yeah. Uh, again, send any t-shirt ideas for any of us to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. That's top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Ernie shirt available now on Amazon. 
I should have mine next week. I'll debut it. I'll let you guys see it. I will post the link. But again, go on. I'll, I'll post the link uh, when I post this episode on all my uh, social media as well. But please check it out. There's obviously we have our regular top five logo T-shirts on Amazon right now. Doctor being nailed to the cross or something else, maybe a little devil baby or you know, no. monster. A mon- you turning into a monster. This. No, you know, I think Ernie. I think I think Ernie just nailing me to a cross would be good. There's really there's there's a lot we could do a lot with you. <laughs> a lot with me. That's good. Cool. <laughs> I'm workable. I might play it off. Any last words? What do you got, Ern? Uh, even better with a shirt would be uh, you have to be holding a shirt and wearing it as well. So you got to buy two shirts. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Anyone who's holding an Ernie shirt while wearing an Ernie shirt definitely gets an appearance on a, one of our episodes. I want Ernie nailing me into a cross with an electric nail gun, stepping on, stomping the butter. I think about <laughs> You're gonna be busy, John. On, on, on his way to Nevada with a with a ticket on his back pocket, with a suitcase to Nevada. Listen, I mean, look, all, all, all you, Joel, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> all you t-shirt designers out there, please take these thoughts, make us the shirt. We'll send you free merch and we'll get you on the show. All right, boys, this is a good one. We will see you next time.